You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, this is Avram Kivalevich, and this is one-on-one with Charlie Arari. Last week we talked and we spoke about how things would perhaps be different this week. Unfortunately, they are different, but different even in a more extreme way. Last week we were dealing with uh, the possibility of issues and problems that had affected us. We all had a Freyla Chapuram, and now we've all woken up with news of uh, mass closings of schools, quarantines of whole communities, people that are uh, being told to stay home, shoals that are being closed. Uh, it's sort of hard to know where to start, Charlie. <laughs> it's hard to know where to start. But I think I had an idea, and I, I think that uh, you maybe I think you agree it might not be a, a pretty interesting thing to talk about. We know today is sort of Shloshim Yom Kodem 30 days before Pesach. Uh, the post can explain that the reason why 30 days before Pesach, it's so important to get involved it's because the amount of laws, especially in the time of Chazal, but even today, that come up during Pesach, needs us to make decisions about what's chametz, how to be how to be machsher, what to get for matzah, what to do with more, what exactly to do during Yontif. So we need these days to study, even though we're not eating the seder tonight, but we need to have the halachas cold in our head to train. Similar to what soldiers go through in basic training uh, in anticipation of war, and sort of like I guess in our sports metaphor, uh, sort of like when they go through spring training, or you have the um, the training camps where you're going through all the other possibilities of what might happen, because then when you're on the field of play, when you're there during Yontif or during a war, or let's say, unfortunately now when they're predicting. Um, this pandemic and mass infection, we know what to do. Educating us now, educating us now in this period for the future, for what we know is an eventual future. I think that's a pretty apt metaphor about what's going on now. What do you think, Charlie? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think what we're experiencing right now is um, the fear of the unknown, right? This is fear from doubt. This is sort of like in my opinion, a Mullig 101, right? If you ever noticed when – I never saw this anywhere. This is my own personal thought, so take it for what it is. Um, it's amazing that when Hamlin pulls the poor, he hates the Jews so much. And standing in Nisan, remember, the story of Purim doesn't take place in Adar. I mean, the eventual story takes place in Adar when they start killing people. But the actual, like, Hamlin dies. Yes. It's all Nisan. So if you think – if you ask yourself, like, wait – He's sitting with the lottery. He pulls out a month. If he hates the Jews so much, wouldn't he hope for a month really close to Nissan? Like, wouldn't he be hoping for, like, ER? He would settle on, like, Sivan or, like, he'd probably be upset as you roll through Tishrei. He gets Adar 11 months, the furthest possible month from where he is, and he's excited. And I never saw this in but my in light of where we are now, I think he's excited because you know what a Mullik does for a living? It gets us to be feared. It gives us fear from doubt. You're saying that Amalek wanted the time because this way the insidiousness of the of the plan would sort of start to leak out. And over the time period, 
fear would start to grow and fester within the victims, the Jewish people. It wouldn't have just been a, a surprise. They would have realized something's coming and they would be as, as they did. And the fear would grow and grow for almost a year before yeah. it was time to pounce. And then they would be paralyzed. Like, look at the whole Mordechai Esther chess match. Esther goes, relax. Like, relax. And he's like, he's going to call me in at some day. Like, it'll be okay. Like, she was probably thinking, like, we have 11 months. He's going to call me in any day. Like, what are you going to make a big – and Mordechai's got sackcloth in the, in the town square going, like, we're going to die. Like, Mordechai gets it. Like, identify the issue and react. Not like sit around in a world where we are paralyzed by the fear of the unknown. So when you're in a situation like, like – let's just like identify where we are. The reason why we're sh- people are shutting things down is because they're trying to protect any level of outbreak. So there's no outbreak now, Baruch Hashem. Hopefully there will never be one. And what's happening is they're saying, should people get sick, we want to make sure we can properly deal with people. So – What's going on right now is it's just a precautionary measure. It's like, listen, you have a heart condition, take pills. If someone goes to a doctor and they're like, listen, here's some pills for your heart condition, they're not like, oh my gosh, pills. Like, It's a precautionary measure to protect against a possible thing in the future. The panic is what's going on. It's so different. It's unknown. And people can't digest the unknown. It becomes – people would rather the government lie to them and say it'll be done in six weeks and they'll have six weeks of like you know calm before they have to redo it it's it's an amazing thing and this is the idea of resiliency training and preparation this is what it's about when you go into battle when you go play a game when you go do things they train you for how to survive in the unknown how to look at what you do know what you don't know how to separate out that in which you don't know something so you don't Mix it together and then allow the emotion to overwhelm. Let me put it a little different. I'm going to push back just a little bit and maybe redefine what you're saying. I think that this period needs to be a time of education, just like the 30 days before Pesach. You need to know all the possibilities of how you kosher and what can become chametz. We need to have clear words from our leaders and from our health officials about what could be happening in order to know if one of these things happen, how are we supposed to act in a way that it progresses in the most uh, – a way that has the least amount of, of, of illness and death? So I think we need to have – you're saying calm, being calm, but I think part of being calm is being able to absorb different types of probabilities. It might be A, B, C, D. For example, if there's going to be a, a, a tremendous – press on the hospitals to deal with elderly or other people that are affected by it, what do you need to do in terms of taking care of yourself at home and not going to the hospital and not pushing uh, things to the edge in terms of making it impossible for the health organizations to work for us? So I think I agree with you. We can't we can't be paralyzed, but we have to have clear discussions about what can happen. Um, you know, again, I, I like the fact that you said relax. You know, again, it's an old Aaron Rodgers uh, uh, quote. But still, I, I think the relaxing is giving us the time to say, look, it's not terrible yet, but these are things that can happen. Let's think about all of them 
and or at least the ones that are the most major probabilities and try to educate ourselves toward it. And then I think we can then we're not powerless and we can control that. Are we are we on the same page here, Charlie, on this or I'm not sure. What do you think? I agree with you to a point. Right. When people say educate myself, for some people, they go to a website, they read what you know the CDC is saying and they get educated. For other people, they just shut down and they read 400 websites, including the ones that are sort of like predicting the, the end of the world. And then they become paralyzed in fear. So for some people, they need to educate themselves because they're, that's their job. For others, they're just part of the world. And for a third, they, they're, they just need to understand where the education is education and where the education is obsessiveness. I'm not suggesting that we shouldn't be prepared. I'm not suggesting that we do things that are irrational or, or do things that are not in concert with healthcare officials. What I'm suggesting is that we, we, we're able to constantly go back and try to use logic because emotion will allow us, emotion will destroy us now. Fear of the unknown is, is such a major fear that it'll paralyze you. And in paralyzing you, it'll make you one, more incapable of dealing with the threat. And two, it'll it'll cut off where we are, right? If we're in battle, then we have to act like we're in battle. If we're in a precautionary zone before battle, then we have to act like we're in a precautionary zone. And it's so important that a per that people are able to gain that level of strength. Okay, yeah. so so I, I agree. I, so let me push back one more time. I guess this is my week for pushing back, uh, since we're both in our homes and not sitting with each other. Uh, I guess it gives us a chance to push to impact to each other. What I would say is, is that the two factors we, we, we are all are in our homes. Our kids might be home. Our grandchildren might be home. Not at school. So we don't have our normal teaching situations going on. It's not like we have our rabbeim and our, and our, and our shul rabbis talking to us. So in one way, you're right. We're, what do we have? We have the internet. We have the computer. We have information that's there. Uh, and in that way, you're right. It could tend to become obsessive. I think what we need is straight talk and teaching from our rabbeim right now. And our leaders, our rabbeim and leaders need to be being machanachas because we're not, we don't have the usual uh, environment with them together. We're home stuck in a house and we're not supposed to be going out or limiting where we're going out. We need to hear those messages and those messages have to be coming across to us. How are they going to get across to us? Uh, do you hear what I'm saying? I, I think we need good messages while we're here in isolation. You're putting the onus on the leaders. I'm putting the onus on each and every one of us. I, I, I'm not a big fan of saying the leaders should do more. Um, leaders are doing as much as they can. Um, in every community, they're, they're taking different stances. In some communities, they're shutting everything down. In some communities, saying, be careful, we're not shutting things down. And everyone needs to know that they have the leaders. I get that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, listen, every human being is, is, is big. God makes each and every one of us bigger than we think. If you're mm -hmm. listening to me, you're powerful. You're built with Salma Lekin. you got a lot inside you. When you're in crisis, you don't need to sit back passively and go, leaders, teach me. You need to become informed yourself. You need to get control of your emotions. You need to know what's panic and what's precaution. And you need to be able to not stick into a world where you're sitting at home for a month and going through every single website when it, website two to a hundred doesn't give you any more information. Better that we sit around and go, B'Shem Hashem Nasevin Atzliach. We work on tshuva. We call each other to see how we're doing. We dive in a little bit and we say, okay, this is as much as I get from the CDC. I'm not a doctor. 
I'm sitting in my house. I've done what I could do. Enough to, to read all the percentages going on in Italy. It, 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 it'll drive us crazy, and it'll play right into the hands of Amalek. I think we have an opportunity now. Most of us are grounded. Most of us are sitting at homes. The amount that we can accomplish without having to run every day through traffic is unbelievable. If we're <laughs> spending time in fear, we're going to wake up after this is all over, Mir Tashem, and go, I had a month at home? I had a month that I don't have to go to – I could work from home. And I did what with it? Spent 30% sitting around and worrying? I can't believe that I would have had the opportunity to spend time with my kids for the first time that I've been fetching about. I've been talking about wanting to learn for 10 years. I didn't learn I didn't learn a, a lick. I, I always <laughs> talked about davening quietly. And I go to the minyanim, a 24-minute minyanim, and I'm now stuck at home davening b'yechidis. My davening was six, seven minutes. Because I spent all of my free time obsessing over the internet and worrying about educating myself. Here's what, what I got to do. It's not that complicated. It may get more complicated. Tomorrow may be a whole new day. But today we have basic instructions. The rest of it, take a deep breath. Remember there still is Hashem in the world. And try to use the opportunity as positively as possible. Think about other people and call them to see if they're okay. Call your parents and grandparents and say, I'll come over and take care of you. Call the person making a bar mitzvah who right now is panicking because they spent so much money and their 13-year-old boy will never forget that his bar mitzvah was shut down by a virus. And call them and say, by the way, I'm with you in this time. Think about somebody or something else as opposed to, oh my gosh, what's happening? Myself, I got to hoard. I got to learn more about it. If we start to focus on the prescription introspection or in Hebrew tshuva, prayer or tefillah and thinking of other people, sadaka, then the Kurdish Baruch was like, I still run this world. You do your job. I'll do my job. You focus on those things. And if you're Sephardi or you're other, you're into this stuff, <laughs> we can talk about those things later. But the idea that we have a chance now to do things we couldn't do earlier and we have to take on. And by the way, you're living in a, we're living in a world where we got to take our lives more seriously. That could be positive and that could be negative. You know what? People can change their relationships right now. They can pick up the phone and call that friend that they're not talking to. Maybe there's a family that will have Pesach Seder this year together because, you know what? The whole klanakite about not inviting me over or whatever means less when they were, we're sitting in a world of a pandemic. The idea that we can take negativity and make it positive is critical now. Because if we don't do that, we're going to get stuck in the obsession of things, 95% of it, we just don't need to know right now. Well, they say hammer likes to hit a nail, and as, as the fact is that I'm always trying to uh, give some shiur. So I will say, just to end us today, and I, I appreciate what you're saying, Charlie, that Shoven Vidarsh and Behilchas Pesach, that's what's going on. So there's Shoven, and of course, uh, there's asking questions, but there's also being Doresh, which is your own research, your own learning. And I'm not talking about uh, the coronavirus right now. I'm talking about your own learning. I think that you're correct. Being at home now will give us some time to learn on our own. Post can say that when, when we have Svarim in front of us and the inter, the computer doesn't have to be the source of information coronavirus, there's also tremendous websites and Torah, learning, podcasts. So why don't we sp- make sure that there's going to be a physic and a lot of learning as well, learning about Hilchas Pesach, the simch of that learning, and to be able to make it, even sometimes, as you say, 
not exactly the way it was drawn up on paper, but maybe, as you could say, based on these Hanhogas and the way it is Bishas HaChirum, we can actually be Mechadish, some new things, and Halochem. So, that's about it for this week on uh, a one-on-one. We'll see where we're going to be talking to each other next week. Uh, once again, either from uh, back in IDT or perhaps uh, right just like this. So have a great week, Charlie. All the best. Avnachas. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 